This is like the ultimate sports radio coming back from the break uh, song, isn't it, Ty? <laughs> like a lot of the sports radio stations use that. Just but just the opening, do 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 do, and then angry Rob Cherry's like, "Ah, eh, welcome back. I'm going to pitch him in for the next three hours on WIP." <laughs> uh, but welcome in the from the news, please. It's uh, great to have a um, healthy tonsils for the first time in a while. <laughs> And uh, the tonsils are feeling good. I can swallow without crying. I can drink water all day without being in pain. That was a a pause statement. I just want you to put put that out there. That was a pause statement. You got me, Ty. You should try to get them out one time. It's Uh, even more painful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm well past. Unless I develop sleep apnea. In yeah. which, yeah, I don't know how the fuck I got away with that. (laughs) I, I, dude, I, when you, dude, you lost a lot of weight. I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. And all you were doing was eating. We're drinking Nothing. shit. I wasn't. I, I was eating or drinking anything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll make you lose the weight. Yeah, a little bit. But little uh, bit. as you as you could tell, O'Leary's here. Uh, Vince is here in spirit. Vince, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. I'm here. I'm the, I'm the goddamn anchor of this show. You know, I'm here last week. I'm here this week. You. I mean, you are. Insane. I you're, feel like you're not really here. I feel like you're <laughs> trying to like make light of a serious illness that I just <laughs> recovered from, and I don't appreciate that. I, I don't I'm think. Sorry, you're right. I don't think that's appropriate. And God forbid I have to fix my washing machine. Vince wants my house to flood. Well, you're dealing with... See, what's going on? This is a very... Um, we're each at different phases of our lives right now, but O'Leary is going through the phase of life where he has a house and he's got to fix shit all the time. Like, is that, like, annoying? I mean, it's not all the time. No, but, you, I mean, you're going to eventually it's have like, to fix more shit as time well, yeah, I mean, moves that's on. Just how life works you have to fix shit eventually <laughs> no but i'm saying if it's your own house it's different because if you're at your parents house you'll still probably fix it knowing you but it's their problem it's not your problem yeah. now everything that goes wrong in that house and god knows there's going to be a lot more that's all <laughs> you, you. start doing shit <laughs> no no not me personally but you know we have a couple Shame friends like janelle that could come over and cause some damage would you say vince I said you're going to start sabotaging his house. Nah, I mean, I wouldn't do that. It's too I mean, far. I would, just, I would just hang him Yeah, in the closet. Yeah, he would just hang <laughs> me in the closet. <laughs> As a warning to anybody that tries to fuck with the house. I could see you like doing the show after you hang me in the closet. Yeah, Seamus Doyle. Seamus Anthony Doyle is in my closet hanging right now. But you would just like spin it as, like, oh, he hung himself in my closet. No, no. no? I would say I hung him. I literally just admitted that I would have hung I would Damn, hang you. Damn, that's great. <laughs> now I'm starting to, like, not ever wanted to go back to your house ever again <laughs> i'm gonna have to like take all my shoes off well both of my shoes off i don't wear several sh- like more than three shoes at a time or more than two but i was gonna say more than three uh. i'm gonna start taking my shoes and socks off and um you know walking on my tippy toes when i go to your house now so i don't get hung in a goddamn closet all that to say kelly Oubre may be lying about getting hit by a car and Maybe there is he was hung in a closet and, and, dude I, I just want to put this out there real quick the Sixers got me. They got me back by starting eight and one. You know they look great. Eight Tobias Harris is fucking uh, playing well in his role, which is nice. Tyrese Maxey is blooming into a superstar in front of our eyes, dropping a fifty burger. I mean, just unbelievable. Joel is playing out of his mind. The the role players are doing their job. Well, well it's nice to have uh, an actual. Coach. And then Kelly Oubre gets hit by a car. And Kelly Oubre Hit is... Hit by a car, allegedly. Allegedly. And Kelly Oubre <laughs> has been playing out of his mind since the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been like such a such a great piece uh, that Daryl Morey added. And he gets allegedly hit by a car. Now something comes out today where he may not have been hit by a car. The conspiracy theories on this are just going absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, 
I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what happened last night. Um, Did you get hit by a car? First, <laughs> no, I attended my first Sixers game of the year, and it just so happened to be the game that snapped their eight-game win streak. Yeah, so. I think you're banned. I think you're banned <laughs> from the Wells Fargo I, Center until well, further notice. See, the, the people, the people are asking: Was it me, or was it the ugly ass in-season tournament floor? I think it was no, both. It was you. Is it a coincidence that you also attended that? Goddamn meaningless! Uh, uh, the, what do they call it? Mid-season tournament in, in that means in-season in, 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 mid in the IST. Guess what? It's a mid-goddamn tournament because nobody gives a fuck. Also, these role players are going to care because they might get more money if they advance. Yeah, and, they get five hundred k. But that's all it is. So for a guy like Kelly Oubre, uh, who you know is going to have to pay a lot of medical bills after maybe getting hit by a car, <laughs> maybe either way, he's fucked up right now. So I mean, guys like that are going to get up for these games. Guys like Joel Embiid and Tobias fucking Harris are not going to get up for these well, uh, for these tournament games. Well, I mean, it's also counts to your regular season record. Yeah, but that's just Joel being Joel. Like, that's like a normal thing for him to do. I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's dumb. I say all that to say I think this tournament is so dumb, and I think Adam Silver is a bald, alien-looking, just just freak of a human being on the uh, on the inside and the outside. I mean, but I, I just don't like Adam Silver. He's trying to well, turn I mean, the NBA. Yeah, but, dude, he's like, oh, I like soccer. Uh, soccer has a great tournament, so let's put it in the NBA. No, fucking shorten the goddamn season and don't do tournaments. All right, that's my rant about the tournament. I, I think the tournament would be like a little more, be- a little better, and make a little more sense if it was more towards the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. I really don't get starting your in-season tournament like five games in. I, I I just don't get it. Period. Like, do you understand it at all? Like, like what's the point of it? Besides, well, like, I mean, it, it still counts towards teams. your regular season record right now. But it doesn't count it's for just anything a normal more. Game. It's, it's just, just a, a normal game. I know, yeah. but it's stupid. But I, then eventually you might get to play another game. And then what's going to happen? <laughs> We're going to have a goddamn parade down Broad Street if we win the fucking tournament? Yep. Uh, we might as well. Sixers, <laughs> I mean, that's the only championship the Sixers are fucking getting. So yeah, but I don't like well. that. I don't like that loser mentality, Vince. I don't like that. Yeah, but we've had that loser mentality for the last three years. We're you know just what? like, let him, be, let him be with MVP, and that's all we care about. Yeah, well, I, I, I had it. That's all you Jameis, cared about you last hear, year. Yeah. Have you not heard my multiple rants about how right now I'm enjoying the fun because they're playing above expectations, but I am still not expecting anything except for failure and utter pain and suffering? And yeah, guys I'm, getting I'm hit by cars, dick. allegedly. I mean, like, there's never, I tweeted something earlier. I said, there is just never a dull moment. With, with the Philadelphia 76ers. There's always something. Like, when things are going well, something's happening. Like, especially off the court. With the Simmons shit, with the Harden shit, with, with Oubre getting hit by a car, or maybe not. I mean, like Kelly this Oubre ho- is a liar. I mean, he. Pro- I mean, it seems like he may very well be a liar. Yeah, hold on, wait, wait. And I think, and by the way, if, he, if he's lying about this, I think they should cut him. Because what? yeah, because it's ridiculous. Who gives a fuck, dude? It's because it's ridiculous, Who dude. Cares? He didn't lie. He didn't say anything. He said he got hit by a car. That's what that is. What he told cops and the Sixers. Yes, he said that. That's what he told the cops. He filed a police report that he got hit he by a not? car at a certain intersection. They rolled did the I tape. Miss something? What? Did I miss something? Did he not get hit by a car? Oh my God! Oh, Vince. you didn't even know, Vince. Vince, boy, are you sitting down? <laughs> Oh, Vince is shit. You oh, got a lot of catching up to do, my friend. Ty, this is good radio because ha- Vince is wait, finding wait. out uh, live on the air that um, Kelly Oubre may be lying about this entire incident. Revelations come out today. Twitter. work all day, so that makes sense. Yeah. Sergeant Mark's on it, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he's on everything. Um, uh, maybe he wait, needs so to be on something else. 
to relax. So so basically, the police revealed that they have no evidence that Kelly Oubre was hit by a car. Zero. There's no footage at an intersection that has 24-hour surveillance. <laughs> um, and they can't find any evidence of this silver car they keep talking about. Which, by the way, or he, he claims. Saturday but, but, night but, but, at 7 o'clock yeah. in Center City. Somebody's going to see something. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, like, what the hell's but happening he does here? Have, he does have broken ribs, right? So he, yeah, yeah. Yes. He has and, a broken and therein so, lie the conspiracy theories yep. that are flying, that are being I'm perpetuated by these, by these Philadelphia crime horrible uh, Twitter pages that, that just, just make like shit that up. Lied just about like Jalen Carter, Carter yeah. the whole Jalen Carter situation. They lie about shit and make shit up. Although this one is particularly weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's also got some like actual evidence behind it. Yeah, I mean, the, the actual evidence <laughs> like is there is it. like the actual evidence yeah. though is there is no evidence that that he yes, was hit by a literally. car in Center City, Philadelphia. There's no evidence of it. Like I, I read, a, I think it was Crossing Broad or so, somebody uh, posted an article about like reacting to it, and they said in Crossing all, Broad, that's what Kelly was doing. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of like uh, Man, office workers, <laughs> a couple of office workers in the alleged location where Kelly said this uh, uh, hit and run occurred. The, a bunch of office workers looked at hours. They said <laughs> hours of footage around the time that he said it occurred, and there was simply zero accidents to be seen. So, so now the question is, how did he break his rib, basically? Well, I, I, I think my favorite rumor right now is that he got beat up by a pimp. Yeah. Um, that's that's my favorite one, because that would just be the funniest one. Me? That's some James Harden <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, that's, one, that's, one, of, that's one of the <laughs> That's one rumors. of the rumors I saw on Twitter, and I don't think it's true, but it, I think it would be the funniest one. The other rumor that's gaining steam is, is that he was involved in a domestic dispute. Yes. So, I mean, that's, there's all yeah. sorts of things, and that he was embarrassed or something, and so Dude, he didn't holy. tell the full truth there. Something, man. Yeah, I mean, it's always something. But, dude, in my opinion, morally, you you cannot lie about getting hit by a car. I I I just think that's absurd. Like, just tell the truth. I'm just gonna go on record to help us out. Um, all of this is alleged. Yeah, it's yes. all alleged. Yes, alleged. but I mean, okay, if he did not get hit by a car, that is fucking insanity. <laughs> like, brother, I just think it's funny, tell the and truth. I also don't fucking care because I just want him to come back and play. And apparently, he's I, gonna come back and play within a couple weeks. Yeah, so. I, like I, I literally could not give a fuck if he lied. I couldn't give a fuck if he like got in a fight and got beat up, and he, or he like got jumped or whatever. He got robbed. I could not give a fuck what happened to him. I yeah. just want him to get better and come back and play at the level he was playing at. Right, that's fair. I, I just don't I just don't it rubs me the wrong way if he is lying about this. I think it's a bad look. That's I all. mean who cares though? The signature is always involved uh, in some kind of scandal. I feel like it just never fucking ends. Uh yeah. Well yeah we gotta keep it interesting. I think the burner <laughs> scandal is like my favorite scandal. Uh, I mean though. that's the greatest one of all that's time. That's like that's up there. Yeah. Um I was gonna say before I didn't uh, before this Groundbreaking revelation. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we should go back and litigate an argument that I had against the two of you a couple months ago, probably last season, where I said, um, even with hindsight, you guys disagreed with this. I said, in hindsight, the Sixers really should have traded for Tyrese Halliburton instead of James Harden. And I was met with pushback on that. And I don't think I could have been any more correct. I mean, James Harden stinks. And Tyrese Halliburton is now fourth in the MVP ladder. To be fair, Tyrese Maxey is better than Tyrese Halliburton. So we have our Tyrese, so it doesn't matter. Uh, they, they wouldn't have coexisted well. But yeah, sure. I mean, is Tyrese Halliburton the better option than James Harden right now? Absolutely. Sure. At the time, no. But at the time, no. I think you could have even argued at the time. 
Maybe. I mean, but dude, that's I mean, neither he was here nor off, there. I mean, no, I, th- that's just false because he was coming off basically an MVP season in Brooklyn the year before. But yeah. Yeah, but he. you're talking about a guy who was there for one season and then won it out. Well, I mean, that's Why James Harden, though. Like, we knew that that was, may it be the case. We knew that that may Why have happened. Why? Because the window for a championship was right there, and Joel and Harden together was our ticket to the to the finals, to a potential finals in I, our minds. Not Tyrese Halliburton. I've ever loved a clip from media more than that Dallas Mavericks reporter laying into James Harden. And by the way, by the way, the mo- it's true. Everything that was beautiful. They yeah. took that video down. Bally Sports. Coward. Literal coward. They took it down, and that that is the most disgraceful thing. In sports journalism these days, is that you can't say facts without getting reprimanded. It's just unbelievable. James Harden has damn near been coddled his whole career. He has got guys brought in as he likes, and he's gotten guys shipped out as he likes. He has gotten himself shipped out of places once he got sick of it. He's been coddled his whole career, but he refuses to look in the mirror and think he's the problem. Now, and, and you look at what's happening in LA right now. They can't fucking win a game. And Disaster. They look okay. They looked okay against Denver, but they've looked bad in general since Harden got there. And it's like when, first of all, you have now you have the team is like debating like, oh, are you going to send Russ or James Harden to the bench? Good luck getting either of those guys to be okay with that. And people are like, oh, well, well Ty Lue is like, oh, we're going to get James Harden to get move more. Uh, Ty Lue is a horrible yeah, coach, right. by the way. I, 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 I talked I, I talked about this with Ty last week when we were on the podcast. But people are like, oh, James Harden has to do this. He's got to do this. He's got to take more of a back seat. You're talking about a guy who arrived in L.A. and the first notable quote he gave was, I am the system. I am the you system. you think that guy is going to be willing to take a back seat or especially come off well, the bench? He's the second team system. You didn't hear that part. Yeah, They he, cut that part out yeah, of the interview. He, he, yeah, he left that out. But that brings me back to the, the, the whole um, the, the Dallas um, announcer just laying into James Harden with like nothing but facts, by the way. I mean, everything he said was factual. But that brings me back to my hatred of Adam Silver because I think that decision to take that down that video came from came from the commissioner. It had to have. It had to have. But I, it's just so stupid, dude. Like, how are you going to take that down? Like, I I don't understand that. I mean, we already have the audio. Like, everyone has the audio now. Like, what's the point in even taking it down? Say anything over the line or wrong? He didn't attack Harden like on a personal level. Just commenting on stuff throughout his career that is. All facts and uh, and dude, he's dude. He was absolutely right about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen when he force inevitably forces his way out of L.A.? I mean, like, like, dude, like he's nobody's going to want you. He's going to retire. <laughs> he should. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I, I do actually just going back to what Vince, what you were saying between Russ and Harden, who's going to go to the bench? It's probably going to be Russ because I mean he already did it with the Lakers last year. Yeah, I mean he didn't and do well at all in that role, but no, he was fine in that role. Nah, I don't know. He was a he was a backup point guard. He didn't really have a good year last year, though. Yeah, but he was also playing less minutes because of the fact that he yeah. was like on the bench. By the way, they're a disaster now to the Lakers. <laughs> oh my god, a fucking disaster. But whatever. Anthony Davis, like, who never fights anyone, I didn't think is, is <laughs> like shoving people to the ground. Oh my! And then now they're fighting with uh, surprise, surprise, Draymond Green. That was one of the funniest clips I've seen in a while. Fucking chokes Rudy out, like dude. I I had flashbacks to uh, Rudy getting choked out, or I mean, uh, Cat getting choked out by Embiid or by Ben. Oh, by Bam. Ben. 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 Oh, that's who it was. The peacemaker. Oh yeah, he was. He was on top of Embiid. He was trying to fight Embiid, and then Ben got him in a headlock. Right, Ben put him in the headlock. I mean, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and just like highlighted how much of a pussy Cat is. So much funnier. Rudy getting choked out is so much funnier 
because if you watch the whole entire thing, Clay Thompson and uh, McDaniels are tugging on each other's jerseys, and Rudy comes over to kind of break it up. And yeah. Like, like, hey, guys, chill out. And then Draymond <laughs> runs out of nowhere and just puts him in a headlock for like a minute. That D-Lo was like involved, Steve, too. Steve Kerr was trying to rip Draymond off of him. <laughs> well, but dude, Draymond, dude, dude I'm, I, I'm, I'm out on Draymond Green. He's always doing That's this perfect. fucking dumb he's shit. He's probably dude. gonna be suspended for like three games. He should be. No, dude, he's gonna get suspended for more than that just because of his fucking history. I mean, he was already suspended for two games for the season, right? I, th- I don't know. I, I have no idea. But dude, he's always doing some dumb shit. Great podcast, though. I'm a big fan just of this podcast. Last, just last year in the playoffs, he stomped on yeah. Sabonis' chest. I mean, it's always something with Draymond, and like he posts on Instagram, like y'all don't know that I'm Draymond's gonna be Draymond. It's like, yeah, but like that doesn't mean you're not like a piece of shit, dirty player. Yeah, yeah there, and, there and comes also, a point where it's like you don't have to fucking do that shit. I like, know, like it ended up like not hurting. I, I, dude, I don't know, dude. It's just like, dude, you're you're gonna hurt your team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't oh, get absolutely. it. I, I just don't dude, get Draymond, it. I, listen, I'm the biggest LeBron fan in the world. Everyone knows. But like you, you can must make hate a Dylan fair Brooks. argument. You can make a very fair argument that Draymond's antics like cost his team a championship because a lot of people still to this day say the 2016 finals went the way it went because Draymond got suspended for kicking LeBron in the dick and balls. I, I I just think it's hilarious because I was reading an article in the Athletic after the Warriors got off to their pretty pretty nice start to start the season and have since gone I think 0 and 6 since they I don't know they're, they're on a they're on a they're on a really bad streak right now. But my favorite is just Draymond Green like getting interviewed about saying, yeah, like the difference between this team this year and last year is we actually have chemistry and guys that want to play and want to win. And it's Gee, like dude, talking about Draymond, Jordan Poole very I, obviously. I wonder, yeah. why last year, I wonder why last year's team lacked chemistry. It might have something to do with the fact that you punched one of your players, your teammates, in the face. Yeah, I mean, like he is the, the one that probably was the worst <laughs> for team chemistry last year. <laughs> I, well, to be I fair, though, I don't, that's that's, I don't think that's I don't think that's a true statement. Well, because he's been around so much and Steph and Clay would ride for him and everybody's going to follow Steph's. No, oh, yeah, but I still think it's. I, I just I, I don't understand him as a player, dude. I I don't understand why I mean, he does the shit he does. Basically, like if Ben Simmons could, like took a chance at shooting, sometimes <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty like much. that's that's pretty much, much. Except without half of the talent, yeah. Like that's pretty much Draymond. All this conversation leads me to believe, Shane. This is you said that these guys don't care about the in-season tournament, but look, they care a lot, man. They're <laughs> fucking out there brawling with each other. Well, the, I mean, they care so much that I don't think it. a single point was on the board when that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was zero zero. It was zero not zero. Even two minutes into the game, not even a point was on the board. That's fucking insanity. That is, that, is that the context to add with that is that the Timberwolves and the Warriors, I think, played back-to-back games against each other like we just did with the Pacers. So I think that this was kind of like the fifth quarter of that game. and there was Because there was a lot of shit-talking going yep. on in that first game. And I think this was kind of – you know, like in hockey when a when a, the period starts, no. or like the game starts, and they just drop their gloves right away because they were shit-talking. That was this game, basically. They yeah, were just pretty much. waiting for this game to start to fight each other. Yeah, but it's always it's always him. And it's, can you guess who the instigator of the shit-talking was the night before? Who? Draymond Green. No, <laughs> really? From the bench, wow. actually. Oh, from the bench. That's yeah. that's even better. That's that's <laughs> dude, that guy's out of control. He's going to be a Sixer like before that. he retires. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's. No, nah, he just happen. signed an extension with Golden State. He's retiring. There. He's going to get out of that and come to the Sixers and <laughs> destroy the chemistry here. No, actually, I think he'd be Sixers. sick for chemistry on the Sixers. I think him and Embiid actually get along really well. Him and B, Pat Bev. That would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> Just beating a bunch of dogs. <laughs> if, if Patrick yeah. Beverly and Draymond Green were on the same team, the team would spontaneously combust. The world would explosion. 
Yeah, dude, that that would be crazy. But speaking speaking of the Sixers in general, like I said, I was there last night, and of course, I get to see the game where they uh, lose their winning streak. So that's awesome. But just in general about the <laughs> team, like, I mean, you can't even get mad about that loss because, like, yeah, they kind of blew it at the end. I mean, they, dude, who they cares? Up, they, they right, like they've been so good. It really one loss really doesn't matter. But like that game was a little frustrating because the Pacers, first of all. There was a guy sitting next to me who must have not watched a single NBA game this year because he was like, "Dude, we should be blowing the Pacers out. They suck." Like, no, nah, they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're playing very well. Yeah, their their offense is like offense. one of the best. In the, yeah, they're, 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 they're probably the best, dude. They're right? probably a fucking six seed this year. Probably. No, they're probably higher than that. The East maybe fucking higher. sucks. Dude. Maybe higher. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably be fifth. But like this guy was talking all night about how the Pacers, Pacers suck. So eventually, I was like, "Well, they do have like the fifth best offense in the whole league." <laughs> but like, so they're good. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's shot was on, dude. Watching him play is crazy because he makes some of the most amazing passes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I, I know that uh, the stat is out there. The last two games against the Sixers, he had like 34. an insane amount of assists and like zero turnovers. Yeah, I think he had 32 or 34 turn- or th- assists and no turnovers. And on the season, he's got like 126 assists and 22 turnovers or that's, something. That's yeah, kind of crazy. He's unreal. I mean, the offense of the Pacers is just good. They push the pace a lot. But the, like to see the push Sixers the go down and they – they stay down for most of the game, and then at the end they get up and they start they, – they get back into it. And then I feel like – like, and I'm going to put it on Joel a little bit. I feel like they kind of shit the bed down the stretch. Like, I, I in the stands, I knew the game was not going our – like, was not going to go our way when Joel Embiid was in the post and just threw the ball behind, backwards behind him. <laughs> oh, no, I forget what play. Like, I was like – Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. And then the play where the Sixers clearly had nothing drawn up and the shot clock expired before Joel just like threw up a shot. Airball. Did you see that that uh, highlight? Speaking of throwing balls away, did you see that uh, James Harden threw a ball into the stands last week? Yeah, Uh, that's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, and five since they acquired him, by the way. To James Harden, but his quote where he was like, I didn't have an offseason or anything, so like it's gonna take some time. It's like, yeah, you know, his ass was not working out. No, like, bro, but the simple solution is to like work out during the offseason. Well, no, he probably was working out, he wasn't just he wasn't doing as intensely as he thought because he had to go on his Daryl Moy revenge tour to China. Oh my god, he's so. gonna be playing in China next season. But like, I fucking hope so. He, were, be he probably will be, term. and he'll be the greatest thing ever. No, I mean, there. Dwight Howard already took that crown in China. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> Ready to play the Celtics. I mean, they already beat them once this year. I mean, what what's their record now? Eight and two. Like yeah. they're off to a fantastic start. I don't think anyone saw this coming. I mean, also like last night, you're look. I know that they're going to be without these guys tonight too. But like you're playing games without Nick Batum and Kelly Oubre, who are like two of your best. Like I know they're not one of them has to start. One of them's on the bench. But, like they're your best like fringe guys at that point. Like yeah, very important to the team. So like losing games without them is not very surprising, but. Well, the other thing too is like the I don't know. It's that's that's tough to say honestly, just because I don't know. Did Embiid officially get declared out, or is he still? Is he going to play? I didn't see if he's playing. If they if he doesn't play, then obviously they don't win. But well, I know. Dude, well, like, no, I'm, not, I'm asking because I know Porzingis is out already. Well, that helps. Um, and I know Jalen Brown was uh, questionable with a non-COVID illness. So, like, that stuff could play a role. But also, my other thing is, like, we just played the Pacers, and they were running us ragged two games in a row, and we're on the second half of a back-to-back tonight. This feels like a 100% loss. <laughs> like, not a doubt in my mind. I don't want to oversimplify, like, beating the Celtics, but this year I think the path to beating the Celtics is, is very there for the Sixers to have because it looks like, this year, Christoph Porzingis thus far, 
and Al Horford thus far. And I know Al Horford was, is always like the Joel Embiid kryptonite, but he's so old anymore, that's gone. But like those guys cannot guard Joel Embiid. So when yeah. you play the Celtics, you have to give him the ball and just get both of them in You know who can guard Joel Embiid, though? Sam Hauser. <laughs> he can guard Joel Embiid. Yeah, well, the, the no, nice like, part, too, is the like the, the way the Celtics would shut him down a lot last year was they would put Grant Williams on him and then have somebody taller come over and help when he got in the post. Yeah. And Grant Williams actually did a pretty decent job defending him, but he's not on the Celtics anymore. But, but Vince, so, what, what makes you think that like this year would be a different outcome in a, in a, in a playoff series? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, listen, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, I have no expectations still, so I still expect them to probably lose. But you said the path to beating the Celtics is better than it was last year. I just don't know how. They don't have no, the no, no. Don't, they don't, don't have defense about, that they did last year. Yeah. I also don't know if I think the path is there more than last year. I'm just saying that based off their first game, there is a way for the Sixers to beat the Celtics, and it should be feeding Joel Embiid the ball and getting the other bigs in, on the Celtics in, in foul trouble as early as you can because they both can't guard him without fouling. But, like, with that being said, in the playoffs, I'm sure that something will happen where, like, you know, Joel Embiid will play, like, the worst game of his life. Somebody gets Kelly hit by a car. Gets hit yeah. by a car again. Yeah. No, that already but happened. Like, so oh, it can't, okay. happen again. can't happen twice. <laughs> a piano's going to fall from the goddamn sky. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know something's oh. going to happen. When the playoffs come, oh, yeah, an, an anvil will fall and hit Nick Batum in the head, and he'll grow a big lump. By the way, I still can't get that image out of my head of Batum dislocating his finger on the glass. I mean, his Popper finger. Right back oh my god! But it dude, his his <laughs> finger was, was pointing up. directions that no finger should be pointing ever. Yeah. I mean, it was just horrendous. And dude, I knew he he knew he was fucked because he he didn't. Dude, he ran straight to the locker room, yeah. like just straight there. I, I was mean, like, but oh, all they had fuck. to do was reset the finger, and he was fine. I, I know, reset the finger, dude. I know, on it, I know, good. people like you that are like you know not bitches, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but like, I'm a baby when it comes to this stuff. Okay. So, like, people like you are like, oh, yeah, just pop it right back into the place. When you said that, pop it right back into place, I feel like ill. <laughs> like, I like, I can't handle stuff like that. I always that. forget that I you're to, a I, hypochondriac. I, I am. <laughs> Last night, Tobias Harris went to the locker room after he got, like, I forget who it was on the, the Pacers, landed, like, on like, his Bruce neck. Brown. But, so, he went to the locker room for, like, a minute. Back there. What did they do? They were just doing a concussion test. Ty, what were you going to say? All I was going like, to say I, was... I was, like, so confused at why he even went back because he came out in, like, a minute and a half. All I was going to say was popping shit was normal on a gridiron. I'm sorry. Like, I seen separated oh, shoulders and shit. God. Just, all right, oh, pop man. it back in place. Oh, Get your ass dude. back out there. Oh, man, please stop. I, I can't... I, like, I you want can't. me to pop your shoulder out and pop no, back in No, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'd be a good bit for the show. Yeah, but... Well, the, uh, the only problem is I don't know how to do it, so I'll just, like... Try to do it and probably hurt you worse than you. Uh, or I could, or you could just throw me. Remember the Always Sunny episode where they were trying to get throw me in the trash. They were trying to get World Series tickets, yep. so they were throwing each other in front of cars. Oh, yeah. But it had to be like the richest car, like yep. the nicest car, so they would get more better seats. Yeah, we could do that out here. You could throw me in front of traffic. We we could maybe get Nick Nurse to hit you out here. I like Nick Nurse. He lives like ten minutes from here. Does he really? He's in media. Yeah, well, maybe he's a Delco. Maybe guy when now. my dry spell of not drinking uh, comes to an end. I'll ask Nick Nurse to go grab a beer with me at Off the Rail, <laughs> which apparently was a bar called Jocelyn's back in the it day. It was, yeah. yeah. Reminiscing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Sixers doing shit. Probably going to lose tomorrow, but whatever. They're on a roll. Tonight. Well, tonight. Uh, is it tonight? Yeah, it's back-to-back. Oh. Back. oh, mother fucker. <laughs> they tip off against the Celtics in like about an hour. Oh, 
I am not prepared for that. But <laughs> whatever. I, I just assumed that it was going to be tomorrow for whatever reason. Um, James just didn't pay attention when I said it on the second leg of a back-to-back. <laughs> but I wanted to like get a little personal with you guys. And you guys already know. Oh, this sounds bad. But um, th- no, I want to get Vince's <laughs> reaction to this. Vince, I haven't had a drink in uh, 15 days, which is or 16. I don't know, whatever. In the whole month, I haven't had a drink. And is that bad for the show? Because we're like the fun guys that go out to the bar and we drink and we do guy stuff. Is that bad? lives up to that because you don't drink uh, you aren't drinking i never do anything anymore because i'm always at work so i guess yeah it is kind of bad because now it's all, now it's all on o'leary and i feel like we're putting too much pressure on him and he might you know die. well no he's not going to die he's o'leary but um <laughs> one thing i never succumb to the pressure but one thing about this is and i'm sort of scared is wednesday night is obviously thanksgiving eve so that is like You're that's gonna die. that's one of my favorite <laughs> nights to go out and drink, right? Like it's one of my favorite nights. I'm you're already gonna, I'm gonna. already a lightweight, okay? Already a lightweight like no matter what, even if I'm drinking on the weekends or not. But since I haven't been drinking at all, like at all, just water every single I've been doing a gallon of water every single day and you know, I'm I'm feeling great. You do actually look healthier than you usually do. Oh, boy. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Now everyone's going to think I'm a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) But, uh, oh, man. I I hate to hear that good news because that's going to come to a screeching halt on Wednesday. I cannot wait to go out and have my first beer. But how many drinks until I black out on Wednesday? Three. Three? You're going to give it three? Yeah. Three Bud Lights? Yes. No. I'm not blacking out on <laughs> I've three. I've seen you bugs. black out I, on three before. I'm not going to do that. I've grown. Like I know I haven't been drinking, but I've grown. Like I'm older now, so hopefully. That was like this summer. Now, if I do, <laughs> <laughs> if I do a vodka Red Bull in a Bud Light, that's it. Yeah. It's it's lights off. Oh man! It also depends how quickly you consume said alcohol. Oh, boy. If you have three the whole night, you'll be fine. But if so, you have three in the first ten minutes, you'll be gone. So do you guys have any advice for how I should approach Wednesday night? Just start drinking insanely, like immediately. All right. So I don't have enough time to, like, yeah, black out? No, <laughs> like, no, so you do. So oh. you black out instantly. Oh, man. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I want to go to McGillan so bad because last year, last year was so much fun. They had the karaoke. Oh, yeah, take me back. Um. <laughs> Yeah, my brother, my brother broke broke his phone at McGillan's yeah, last uh, Thanksgiving weekend. That. Our buddy Steve uh, flushed his debit card down the <laughs> toilet at McGillan's last year. And what? Are, so, what are you going to do this year? You're going to have cheerleaders for Thanksgiving? Oh uh, no, <laughs> uh, I am trying to avoid cheerleaders. Although I have they don't thought take about your card. It. Oh yeah, there's freaking <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So Thanksgiving Eve should be fun. Yeah, Seamus is going to end up dead in Lou Turk's bathroom Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Can you guys hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on there, I kid? Thank you, Seamus. I, I was trying to ask, is there a reason that you have done this? No. Nah. <laughs> I mean, there's zero reason. No, nah, he just, he was, he got strapped. Yeah, oh, I got okay. strapped. No, but this happened before I got it, the it, strap. It did. Well, actually, you know, my entire thought, the, the main thought I had the entire time you had strap is I was like, maybe it's like the Always Sunny bit where... He stopped drinking and then and he got I'm sick because of it. <laughs> See, but here's how I think like I'm not an alcoholic because I don't like I haven't craved it. In fact, you know, like there's beer in my beer fridge. I haven't even looked at it like I, I didn't get the shakes. So I don't think I'm an alcoholic. 
I, in fact, I feel much better than I ever did. But yeah, maybe after I, you went through the sickness. After I went through the sickness, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. There was a sickness involved. <laughs> but dude, I'll tell you what's annoying though about drinking a gallon of water a day. You're peeing constantly. I'm peeing constantly. Yeah. I am. I'm like D. Reynolds when they're going up the yep. up the mountains. Yep. Or wherever they were supposed to, the Grand Canyon, and then they never ended up there. But um, Vitz, what are your thoughts on um, speaking of people that don't drink alcohol? Um, Bryce Harper's decision to um, play uh, first base going forward. Do you think that's a big fuck you to Reese Hoskins? Well, we talked about it uh, last week a little bit. It's it's the best decision for the team. It is. He's he's a better first baseman in every metric of the of baseball. And Dombrowski went on to say that like his ceiling is like gold glove caliber first base yeah. play by Harper, which and, is pretty cool. Gives, it, it gives the team more more options of what what to do at other positions. So. Now, are you buying the um the the WIP created narrative of uh what they're labeling as trout fishing? Do, do you buy that? Like, do you think it's do, do I you, think that do you think the Phillies I, are actively going to try to pursue Mike Trout in a trade? Um okay, so I'm sure the Phillies are gonna be like, Hey, like what's up? Like, you know, kinda like peek it in, like, can we get in there? Showing interest. Yeah, they'll like, do their due diligence. Yeah. That's a good way of putting I'm it. Sure they're gonna do their due diligence. We addressed this I think last week on the podcast, but like the amount of people in this city that apparently don't want the greatest baseball player of our generation is fucking insane. I don't understand. Uh, oh, he's expensive and he's injury. Pr- okay, dude, he's gotten injured. Yeah, but like that's a fucking risk you take. And people are like, "Oh, are you really gonna risk like the future for Mike Trout?" It's like, dude, if we already take, the future's already cooked. If Brandon Marsh <laughs> is the the cornerstone of your franchise, you're already in trouble. And that, like that's what it's going to take to acquire Mike Trout. It's going to be like Brandon Marsh, think- a couple prospects, and maybe Bo- maybe Bo. I don't know. But like players like that championship right now, I will take a couple years of like being a bad team down the line. Yeah. Absolutely. We already I, went through 11 years of it. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, just exactly. Fucking, I, like, I just, I, I, and, and I was still like, whatever, that's fine. We won a fucking championship yeah. in 2008. I, I just wanted like, like full perspective here. I am on board the Mike Trout um, coming to Philadelphia thing because of everything you said, Vince. He's the, one of the greatest players of all time is going to be, He's going to go down as one of the greats, one of the goats of the sport. He's a modern day Mickey Mantle, which I know in the alley said he's literally not Mickey Mantle. That's, I know that's that. I, I know he's that's, a different human being than Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle is so dead, as far as I know. People are a lot of people are not realizing that we're not talking about just one of like the best players in that that will be. We are talking about one of the best players in the history of baseball. Yeah, a generational talent. So I mean, like I like full perspective. I want it to happen for the right price. Now I'm not trading your core to acquire Mike no. Trout. I'm not trading you Trade know like the fringe pa- guys maybe. Yeah, the fringe guys sure. But I'm not trading Painter, Abel, and McGarry. Like no. like you know what I mean. Like they can have one of them, preferably not Painter. Uh, but but listen, like I'm all for that. However, another argument that has been made in this situation is an argument that I don't necessarily adhere to, but I also understand where they're coming from. And it's, if you spend money to build these all-star teams, there is no guarantee of team chemistry. Like, you're seeing it now. It, it might be a bad example with the Clippers because I don't think it's necessarily a chemistry issue, more so than it's a washed former star issue over there. But, like, an all-star team has to have chemistry for it to work. And we've seen it time and time again in a lot of sports. 
mostly the NBA, that it just does not work when when you just have... Bro, at, like, like, I don't want to... Like, all right, like... Uh, to get to my point, I don't want to have a San Diego Padres situation on my hands here where you have superstars, 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 superstars all, all around the diamond and you don't make the playoffs. Like, that's what I worry about. I just, I personally, I, I love the vibes and I love all that shit, but I think people in this city go too fucking far with it where any player or shipping off any player, it's like, dude, you're going to ruin the clubhouse vibe. Dude, that's not the end-all, be-all. Kobe and Shaq fucking hated each other. Right. And they won multiple championships. That's true. Chemistry is not everything. And what is Mike – like, do they think, like, these guys, like Mike Trout or – who was the – I forget who the other guy I was arguing in favor for. But, like, what do they think? These guys are going to come in and the team is going to fucking hate them because they haven't been here before? Are you thinking of Juan Soto? Because I – like, to be honest with you, and I hate to to be that guy that just jumps to conclusions – I'm pretty sure the anti Juan Soto thing is just completely racist at this point. Yeah. That like there is zero, and it's racist because there is zero evidence that Juan Soto is a bad clubhouse guy. There has never been any any issue with him, dude. He's a quirky player. He bothers people because he's quirky. But guess what? He's fucking good. And people just don't like the Soto shuffle. And people, yeah, the Soto shuffle, yeah, which I think is honestly uh, alluring. To be honest with you, I that think checks out for you. City that would be people in this city that like I know they play different positions, but like people that would rather keep Reese Hoskins than like acquire Juan Soto. I mean, like, dude, think about how dumb that is. But then also know that what you're saying is true. There are people that would much rather have signed Reese Hoskins to a to a five year deal, six year deal, than to acquire Juan Soto, another generational player, in a trade. It is just. Absolutely mind-boggling. It's 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 mind-boggling, dude. And if I were to have the choice, my preference is Juan Soto over Mike Trout, just for the reason, like probably the number one reason is age. I mean, age. you're not going to get much from Trout. You're, he's not going to play a lot. He's not that durable anymore. But uh, Juan Soto is a guy that's what 23, 24, 25 years old that it, it like hasn't even peaked. Age, so. I'm obviously like kind of taking out all of the context of what it would take to acquire him, but I just do kind of like love the idea of Mike Trout finally getting playoff moments in a Phillies uniform in Philadelphia. I mean, and like people shit on people for saying, "Oh, you only like him because he's from Millville." You only want to? No, that's not the only reason why. Uh, he's a generational talent, as we discussed, but also you can't not admit that it is cool as shit. That the guy who grew up a Phillies fan is still an Eagles fan, and I guarantee you is still a Phillies fan. I think he was rooting for the Phillies in the in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, like, how is He's that been able to root for the Phillies in the playoffs for forever now? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how is that not cool? Like, it's it's is it not okay to say, hey, the local guy coming home is cool? The Eagles are filled with them. Yep. Not to mention, those same people are the ones that want to keep Reese Hoskins. Solely because he came up in our farm system. Uh, yeah, Phillies boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's because you know he has a golden retriever, and you know, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's like a nice guy, whatever. I mean, like, dude, it's the the reason for loving Reese Hoskins, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it, it's just absurd to me in this in this in this city. It, it's just time. it's. I'm happy he's gone. Like, uh, best of luck. I hope he has a great career going forward. I hope he stays healthy. 
but I, I, I don't just, really give a shit what he does. I, I just, I'm done with the Reese Hoskins thing. I, 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 it's over. It's over. In fact, I, I like Zach Eflin more more than I ever liked Reese Hoskins. I'm going to be straight up with you. Like I like Zach Eflin more than I liked Reese Hoskins. If we're going to talk about like guys that have been there for a while. Said that uh, Reese Hoskins has Cub written all over him, and I don't know why, but I agree. I mean, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he does. Just feels like a cub. He does. He does feel especially like a cub. if he just like goes back to just the stash. Yeah, really big cub. He's a cub. But <laughs> and by the way, the, I mean, what the Cubs did by plucking Craig Council, who's arguably the best manager in the sport, away from their rival in, uh, in the Milwaukee Brewers, is just insanity. I mean, that's fucking crazy. The Cubs. Uh, I forget who announced the hiring of Craig Council, but. They tweeted about the hiring of Craig Council before they tweeted about the firing of the current manager. <laughs> yeah, I think they did David Ross kind of dirty in that situation. But at the same time, the Cubs are looking at looking at it as, hey, listen, we made a run last year, almost made the playoffs. David Ross only got us to one postseason, which doesn't really count in my eyes because it was the COVID year. Um, and they, they're ready to win. The Cubs are ready to win. They haven't won since that core of Schwarber. And I do put Schwarber in that core because he was a big part of that World Series. Yep. Uh, Rizzo, KB, when he was still uh, good at baseball, don't know what happened to him. Um, he went to Colorado and he stopped giving. Yeah, I just dude, he had a Tim Anderson year last year. I think he finished with one or two home runs. But um, yeah, the Cubs are ready to win right now, and I think they saw the opportunity to hire a guy like Craig Council, who has gotten the most out of so little in Milwaukee. I mean, he's gotten the most out of every team he's had in Milwaukee, and they don't spend money. I mean, this is a team See, that traded for Carlos Santana. Yeah, so that Carlos Santana. And, Philly's legend. Yeah, yeah, Philly's legend. The guy that <laughs> broke the TV in the clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that is not willing to spend, and they bank on, besides Christian Yelich, but they bank on these guys to become superstars, and it hardly ever happens. Craig Council's still getting them to the playoffs and still making them have, like, winning seasons. So I think it's a good move by Chicago. But I, I agree. I agree. I just don't. I it's kind of probably wrong to uh, it's fire up. a guy before you fire. Your yeah, and especially David guy. Ross. I mean, David Ross is a legend in Chicago. I mean, he's um, he's a beloved figure in Chicago. So real, real quick, not to like go back to the Sixers fully, but just to speak about coaches real quick, we have to like give a huge shout out to Nick Nurse because you really just got to feel bad for the guy. He came to Philadelphia. Was a, he immediately inherited the James Harden situation? That got resolved, and now he has to deal with the legitimacy of if one of, if one of his players actually got hit by a car or not. Yeah, I mean that's that's quite the uh, that's quite the conundrum. To coach basketball. Uh, yeah, but I mean he's getting paid handsomely. Involved in drama. Well, getting, I mean he's a Delco guy, so he can tough it out. Delco guy, yeah, through and through. <laughs> uh, but also, I have to give Daryl Morey a lot of flowers, and this is a show that has shit on Daryl Morey, me specifically more so than you guys. But uh, Daryl Morey, I think, has done. A good job lately. I mean, as, I mean, the Nick Nurse hire is just has been phenomenal so far. So far, so good. What an upgrade over Doc Rivers, um, and the role players he acquired and the picks he acquired in the uh, the second Harden trade, in which we sent him out, was just I mean, phenomenal. I mean, hats off to Daryl Morey. Um, I don't like. I still don't like the way Daryl Morey. I don't like Daryl Morey's relationship with with the fans. I I just I really don't. I think he's smug. I think he comes off as smug sometimes when he's asked questions that are simply uh, normal questions to ask 
a president of basketball operations so, with regards to the roster. I mean, I think it's normal. I think he tries to troll, and that annoys me. So here's my question to you. Do you get annoyed when Howie Roseman does the same exact thing? No, because Howie Roseman has brought me a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's the difference. Daryl Morey hasn't won anything in this league, if we're going to be honest. I mean, and that does matter. How Howie Roseman has won in this league and keeps putting together, I mean, super team after super team, it feels like. I it, So I think it's a big difference. I think Howie Roseman deserves a lot more praise than Daryl Morey in this city so, so far. But... If Daryl Morey's tenure as president of basketball ops ends with um with, with with a with a trophy, then I put those two on this on the same mountain. I mean, Mount Rushmore of Philly GMs. Yeah, I mean, I I do. I put them right up there, especially. I mean, the Eagles getting it done was obviously huge, first in franchise history. And the way they did it was yeah, insane. And the way they did it was awesome. And and but like the years after winning the Super Bowl for Howie to keep like it's almost like I know the results weren't the same because we haven't had a Super Bowl since then and it's been a short period of time but we've gotten back to one and but like it seems like he keeps getting better uh, each season when it comes to like roster construction Mm -hmm. like he finds ways to improve the to tweak the roster I mean the AJ Brown trade alone was just I, I, I mean, I just the only thing I don't know what he's going to do when the Titans don't have any good players left. I know. Well, they they are <laughs> absolutely. Dude, I read an article in the Athletic. The who who's the uh, coach of the uh, the the Titans? Yeah, Vrabel. I read an article in the Athletic that said uh, the Titans and New England Patriots should uh, uh, do a trade of coaches. At, of coaches. <laughs> Bill Belichick goes to Tennessee to work with uh, Will Levis, who's fallen off substantially since the beginning of the season. By the way. And he didn't start that season. Uh, well, this is his well, third well, game. Since his, no, no, no. But he w- he was playing better. Uh, he, played, he played his first game like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Well, he doesn't look good. <laughs> I mean, he looks worse. Like as the weeks have gone on. Yeah, I mean, he's only been. Play- he came in and he had like an insane game because he just kept throwing the D hop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, thank that, God that was literally like two weeks ago. Is that why even. they acquired D hop so he would have that one game to look Will Levis <laughs> make Will Levis look good? Well, but I he- mean, they were planning on starting Tannehill all season. Yeah, well, dude, and then I he got hurt. I think that Belichick is just going to simply call it a career after this season. No, he's, he just signed retire. an extension. I don't think... I know. They're going to have to work something out then. He's not going to retire. He, Why would he? he? He's going to get fired then. I, they I literally just extended him before this season. There's no way they can bring him back next year. Why not? Because he's horrible. I mean, he's cooked. He doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's not his fault. But I know their defense is still nasty. But like, why would you want a defensive coach? But I know that. <laughs> but why would you want to keep doing what you're doing if you're just a trash team, a trash franchise? They I don't could get be it. tanking for a, I don't a high know. pick. You never know. Maybe. But I mean, the quarterback play this, and we we talked about this a couple couple weeks ago. The quarterback play this season has been fucking horrible to watch across mm-hmm. the league. Horrible, horrendous games. Is that? Are you just saying that because your boy Josh Allen got embarrassed last no, night? No, I'm not his boy. You know who's my boy now? Josh Dobbs. I'm going from <laughs> one Josh to the other. Give me Josh Dobbs all fucking day. Yeah, how about that? The astronaut, dude. He's a fucking. That dude's a, amazing. I love Josh Dobbs. He's my new man crush in the NFL. He, he kind of freaks me out because it doesn't look like he has eyebrows. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> like it's, he it's, almost looks like he's AI generated. He looks like he's a cancer patient. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's it's freaky. Yeah, I, but he, like he's, he looks he's like he's Adam Silver right a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he does. Like a more handsome version of Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah, you can't get uglier. But um, 
No, but dude, what he what he's doing, dude. After it made me root for the Vikings. Dude, yeah, not practicing, like, not practicing Vikings. at all with the team getting thrown into that game and and winning the game and playing well. I mean, dude, that's fucking crazy. That's that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, that's one nice storyline with the quarterback. Besides our quarterback, who's the best in the league, by the way, we all know that. But watching that Germany game, I don't know why I watched it at nine thirty in the morning. It, it was fucking atrocious. It was, uh, I mean, horrendous. Mac Jones. I mean, this guy. I forgot that game happened. This, this guy, <laughs> uh, dude. This guy is so bad. He makes. He, he's the worst decision maker I have ever seen. I, the pick at the end where he was almost, dude, he was like almost in the red zone. I think he was in the red zone when he threw that pick to pretty much seal up the game. I didn't watch any of that game. Oh, dude, so just, know that, no Mac Jones, just know that Mac Jones <laughs> is fucking trash. I know that Bailey Zappi came in at the end of it Bailey and also Z- threw yeah, a pick. Yeah, you get <laughs> Belichick benches fucking Mac Jones when it's For far literally the last drive. Yeah, last drive. And then he threw a pick. Yeah. It's just uh, that Patriots team. I love to see it. But it's oh, just it's awesome. But like, I don't know how you guys watch football, but how I watch football is I don't want a display of fucking disaster, like a disaster. It, dis- it depends on the team. If it's the Cowboys, yeah, I would love nothing more than to watch them die slowly. Like if but. that, if the, if the Giants somehow dropped forty nine on them the other day, yeah, I would enjoy <laughs> every second of it. But no, Danny DeVito or whatever the fucking quarterback's name is now Tommy over there in DeVito. New York, Tommy DeVito, <laughs> whatever his name is. Uh, the little Italian guy who still lives with his parents. Which, by the way, I don't think you should be getting shit on for that. I, I don't That's even just because you still live with your parents. I, uh, yeah, but like also, <laughs> also, who cares? Uh, but yeah, they're a disaster. No, I, I, dude, he's also like, I'm pretty sure he's like 22. Yeah, dude, he's a kid. <laughs> like, cares? he should not be in the NFL. Yes. Like, at correct. all. He should be like at home working at like his parents' deli or for his dad's like mob. <laughs> do you, you think know? people like Michael Vick are watching these quarterbacks and they're like, I mean, I could do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like guys they, that you they know, made their money, man. Yeah, they don't but care. like guys like Vic that you know are like the ultimate competitors, and you know that they're still in shape because that's just how they're wired. <laughs> you it's know who like could? who? Not Donovan McNabb. Definitely not Donovan <laughs> McNabb. Definitely not Donovan. He has not stayed in shape. No, since. he has not. No, no, he looks. He'd probably go out there and throw up in the huddle again. He looks a little bloated. <laughs> looks a little, a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. I bet you Randall could still go out there. Randall could still go out there. <laughs> uh, but, like, dude, here's the thing about Randall. He just does not, like, he, he just falls off the face of the earth. Nobody ever hears from him. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of sad. I wish we had more Randall Cunningham <laughs> in our lives. You like, sh- you should tell him that. It'd be cool if, like, WIP had a show with Randall Cunningham as the, as the co host. He's <laughs> got a good radio name. Can you imagine? Like, it's just like, uh, I don't know, uh, Joe Giulio and uh, Randall, <laughs> Randall, Cunningham. Randall Cunningham and Hugh Douglas. That would be like the worst show of all time. Uh, it would be Joe saying, oh, the Phillies should trade Trey Turner again. And then it'd be Hughes, like accusing Kelly Oubre of lying. And then it would be Randall saying anything that Randall says, which I have no, I don't even know how the guy <laughs> sounds. I don't think I've ever heard Randall Cunningham speak. Ever. I definitely have, but I don't remember what he sounds like. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Apparently, my mom dated him at some point. I, I don't know. Well, I don't, that's a lie. No, I don't know the full story. <laughs> that's a lie. Because my aunts told me that my well, mom... Yeah, your aunts tell you anything. It's most likely a lie. My mom may have dated Randall Cunningham, or Randall Cunningham may have wanted to date my mom, or Randall Cunningham and my mom <laughs> simply met each other, and that was it. So it I was don't probably know. like she passed him like in a store. Yeah, and Aunt Patty was like, "Oh, they're going out on dates now." <laughs> like my my family just fucking makes shit up, like Kelly Oubre. 
Oh yeah, with what's have you heard any takes from them on that? Uh, no, but I I gotta text them about it. Yeah, I, I gotta text Aunt Patty and be like, what, what's your thoughts on Kelly Oubre getting run over by a car? <laughs> oh, isn't he a horrible liar? That's what that's what she's gonna say, and I'm gonna say allegedly. Vince, are you still with us? Yeah, I was trying to cut in a couple times, but you guys couldn't hear me, so I didn't want to just keep talking over you. Well, cut away. Uh, I was going to, well, see now the point I was going to make is so far back. When you guys were talking about the Titans, I was going to bring up, isn't it also funny how uh, last year rookie quarterback Malik Willis came in and Ryan Tannehill basically went out there and said, it's not my fucking job to mentor that guy. Yep. And uh, now Will Levis has taken his job and Ryan Tannehill has gone out on the podium and been like, I support him and I'm going to mentor him and I'm going to teach him. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's racist. You know, I wouldn't say that, but going on there. I mean, with a name like Ryan Tannehill, would it shock anyone <laughs> if he was racist? No. I mean, come on, man. No. It's like say, like to, to so strongly and be like, I am not going to mentor Malik Willis and then kind of like do the opposite for Will Levis. To be fair to Tannehill, maybe he has reason to have beef with Malik Willis. Maybe Malik Willis like banged his wife or something or like, uh, <laughs> you know, didn't pay him back for a bet that they made. I don't know. We don't know what what they went can't on. Bet. Calvin Ridley begs to differ. <laughs> but uh, like, right, well, hold on. We're, we're we're running low on time here. I do want to look forward to the Eagles versus the Chiefs game a little bit. Uh, uh it is. Oh, by the way, I did want to say one thing about this, and you guys can can you know carry away. I I've seen people on social media that are saying, "Oh, this isn't a revenge game. A revenge game would be in the Super Bowl." Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. But this is certainly a fucking revenge game for the Eagles. It has to be. You have to have that mentality going into this game. You just lost to them in the goddamn Super Bowl. The Kelsey brothers are involved. Taylor Swift's in the goddamn box. The the whole fucking thing. It's a revenge game. I don't care what anybody says, whether there's a fucking Lombardi at stake or not. This is a fucking revenge game. If What's Taylor Swift you? is in attendance, she better be wearing an Eagles jersey. She won't be. She better be. Can, she should be. Can we also, real quick, uh, the, we, we mentioned at the top of the podcast, I believe, that the Eagles dropped a new song off their Christmas album. It's Jason and Travis, you know, the Philadelphia story or whatever the fuck. Yes. The original, fairy tale of Philadelphia. Fa- first of all, Fairy Tale of Philadelphia, which comes from the great Shane McGowan. Uh, his original song was Fairy Tale of New York. And uh, Shane McGowan's in the hospital right now. R.I.P. Yep. He's in the hospital for um, the 14th I, I time in the last year. Yeah, didn't drink enough today. <laughs> Eagles fans, some Eagles, maybe just a couple on Reddit for some reason that were saying that one, the post basically said, am I the only one that's not a real big fan of this? Like, they don't like that an, out, an outsider is on the Eagles Christmas album. Uh, that it's is absolute really, horseshit. First of all, Jason Kelsey's brother who's basically like a cousin to the Eagles fan base. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he they beat us in Super Bowl, but like at the end of the day, the, Travis loves Philly. We love him. He comes to the games when he's not playing, wearing Eagles shit. Like, so there's that. Then there's also the aspect that Travis Kelsey's name right now is hot in the streets, especially among Swifties, which there are a lot of. And this album, the proceeds go to charity. So more listens equals more money to charity, man. So why the fuck does anyone upset that he's that's just the dumbest thing ever because people people want to complain about literally the most mundane nothing nothing burgers that's what they want to complain about no they want to gatekeep the philly special christmas (laughs) yeah that's what they want to do they're gatekeepers and it's ridiculous i do have like a prediction that i think this 
not I always say who gives a fuck about ratings, and I still stand by that. But I probably think this game on Monday uh, Monday night is going to be like the best, most watched or highest rated game of the season, probably. Probably It'll certainly be the best Monday night game of the season. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, let's the Monday night games have been absolute dog trash, shit. <laughs> dude. I feel like, and I know every team has to play Thursday night games, right? Or does or does every team play Monday no, night games? They don't. They don't have to play every team for every for either. Well, either way, I feel like most of the national games so far, or the Thursday night or Monday night games, and even some of the Sunday night, like last week's Sunday night game was horrendous. They've all been pretty mid so far. Yeah. And that's just can't be good for the league. And they want to add more games. They're playing on Black Friday. I mean, uh, I don't know. Who would have thought this? But uh, Sunday night football this week is being uh, played between two of the hottest teams in the league right now. Minnesota Vikings and the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. how about that? I That's mean, yeah. just going to be like such a weird game, I feel like. Nah, it's going to be weird. I, I, like some dumb shit's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of like turnovers. Like That just gives me that kind of vibe. Yes. Back, back to this game that's coming up. Uh, this is the beginning. Well, I guess the Cowboys game is technically the beginning of the gauntlet. But we're off the bye now. And we have the we have a game against the Chiefs, then we have a game against the Bills. Which honestly, can, can I just say this? Real yes, quick? you can take like, your flowers, Vince. Josh Allen is trash. Not first of all, I, I wasn't even going to talk about that, but yeah, I deserve flowers about that because I was completely. I never said Josh Allen is trash. By the way, I always said I no, he is overrated. And people that put him up there with Mahomes were always ridiculous. And I don't think he'll ever be a quarterback on a truly winning football team because he makes so many mistakes and holds his team back. But I was going to say, you know, we have this gauntlet coming up against, you know, the, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Niners, the Cowboys. In hindsight, maybe not as much of a gauntlet as we might have thought. The Bills, bad, like straight up bad. And the Chiefs have not looked great this year. So that's like two of those games that are part of this gauntlet that I'm not saying that we're definitely going to win against the Chiefs, but I don't know if this gauntlet is as hard as we might have thought it was because those two games look a little easier than they might have in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right about that. But I still think – I don't know. I still think Josh Allen is – like if you want to take the Bills, for example, Josh Allen is Jekyll and Hyde, right? You never know what version of the player you're going to get any given Sunday, and that I mean, and you've said it before, Vince. His ceiling is is very high. I mean, he's very athletic. He's very gifted. He's a good quarterback, but his great arm. but a great arm. But his floor is so low. His floor is Carson Wentz. That we used to say it was Carson Wentz. I think it's like lower than that, dude. Because he he has this problem where. First of all, a lot of the things that you see from him when he looks bad are things from college that he has not improved on, like accuracy. He thinks that just because his arm is so strong that it'll get him out of the mistakes or the bad decisions he makes. And it's shown. But he's just, he doesn't have it. I think, you know, not to go on a whole tangent about the Bills, but they're clearly like, I think the saying is like uh, shuffling shuffling the chairs in the deck of the Titanic. Like, when you're firing coordinators in the middle of the season, usually that means things are, like, going Which, pretty, by the way, I, I, pretty I, horrible. I, I don't know if that was warranted. No, well, well, you know, he should have – who was – what was the name? Of their the offensive coordinator. coordinator. I, forget I forget his forget. name. Ty, do you remember his name? I forget his name. But, like, either way, dude. Is it Ken I, Dorsey? Yeah, Dorsey. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was you, Dorsey. It used to be Brian Dable. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> Dorsey should have been He's telling doing Josh well. Allen even more not to turn the ball over. That's yeah, what he should have been doing. I mean, I, I think no, I guess it was like one of those situations where someone's like 
like they, they wanted someone's got to go and they're not yeah, going to penalize their star it, quarterback. Exactly. They, they want to send a message, I guess. The Phillies did something similar um, after the season by immediately firing two assistant hitting coaches that nobody knew who they were anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's like sort of like a move like that. But it is kind of shocking that it was the offensive coordinator. Like their offense really hasn't been in the main issue over there. I mean, it's been inconsistent. But if you still look at their numbers, like overall, they have a pretty decent offense and ha- and have the entire season. So I don't know I don't about know that. This falls, I don't know if this falls on the coach, like who on the coaching staff, whether it be the coordinator or the coach. But like you see, the Bills are just bad coached in general. Sean McDermott has done a horrible job. I mean, you see early on in the game, there's that miscommunication between James Cook and Josh Allen on a handoff that leads to a fumble. And then James Cook essentially gets punished for that mistake. That was Josh Allen's mistake primarily. James Cook gets punished by pretty much getting pulled from most of the game in favor of 33-year-old Latavius Murray. I didn't even know he was on the any, Bills. <laughs> any sense what they're doing over there. So like, that's a game that I, I really don't think is as hard as we might have thought it was. I don't even think the Bills are a playoff team. I, I don't think they're going to make a playoff. They might not. I mean, they're cer- they're cer- they- I think it's like not a lock, but – they're what five and five now. I think they have a thirty percent chance of making the playoffs yeah. right now. They're they're five and five. They're way behind the Dolphins for their division. And I mean the AFC North and even you know other there's a couple other teams that are hot in the wild card race. I unless the Bills have a dramatic turnaround and win like the remainder of their games, I do not know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't see it. Uh, but like basically all that to say that like this gauntlet isn't as hard as we might have thought it was. And that maybe the Chiefs game, I think they're going to win. I take them to win. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure either way. Like I don't have confidence that they're going to win this game, but I also don't. I'm not also. I'm also not sure they're going to lose either. So I mean, the Chiefs looking at, haven't looked as indestructible as they did no, last year. Of course so, not. But when you have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and that offensive line I, and that defense, yeah, we have the same fucking. You I'm could, just you saying. Could say the same thing. With the exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that's why I'm saying I don't know who to pick. Well, I think it's a good matchup. Yeah, I think it's Chiefs, pretty evenly matched. Matched up. If I had to, if I had to say so far, the differences with uh, last year's Chiefs and this year's Chiefs is kind of the opposite of last year because this year the defense looks much improved. It's one of the better defenses in the NFL, and the offenses look bad. It has not looked good. I mean. You saw that I I'm pre- I think the last game they played was against the Dolphins I believe in in the Germany game they came out and they scored 14 early points in the first half and then nothing in the second half yeah uh, the, I believe the defense put up seven to get them a 21 points or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but like for the most part of this year the offense has looked shitty for majority of it and the defense has been great I think you always have uh, to give I, the I think you should always give the edge to um the better quarterback and Patrick yeah, Mahomes no, is in this case like, so. Like kind of to go back on my own point, I'm sure that I there's a good chance I could be eating shit on this take because I feel like it's every year almost that the Chiefs start off kind of mid and then just turn it on and win the Super Bowl. That's what it feels like. Yeah. So we'll see. So to end the show, I have zero prediction for this Eagles game. I'm just gonna enjoy it and hope for an Eagles victory. Uh, I don't know about you, Pat. I mean, I think I think yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Eagles might edge it out. I think it's actually gonna be a low scoring game too. Wow, that's kind of a hot take. Yeah, I mean, both the defenses, I think, are going to turn it on. No, I think I think it might honestly be lower than that. I think it might be like a 17-13 game. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. All right, well, um, it was great to be back. Uh, my tonsils feel great. Vince, can you tell everyone where to find us on uh, the socials, please? What is it? At 
PHL, at Nosebleeds PHL. He doesn't even know. Yep. Uh, well, first of all, I am not the only one that runs our Twitter. I'll just say that. Fair. But at Nosebleeds PHL on Twitter and mm-hmm. at From the Nosebleeds podcast. I be, it's either pod or podcast on Instagram. I see you are right. I don't it is know podcast. It is okay, podcast. podcast on Instagram. Yeah, so follow us there. We are everywhere you find your podcast, obviously. And uh, the, the, the YouTube is fun because I could see I could see what I look like when I'm talking. That's always pretty cool. Uh, so, Ty, thanks again for another great episode, man. It's you, you are one of my favorite people. You have become my favorite producer of the show. Um, Don't the, tell Taylor. The last one shall not be <laughs> named in my presence. Um, and also, on a serious note, we want to congratulate John Kincaid, who has beaten cancer for, I think, the second or the Let's third go. time. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, was always Rest. nice to us. Hopefully we can get him in here sometime. But uh, very, very good news to our friend John Kincaid. So congratulations. And uh, let's see if Aaron Nola is a Philly by this time next week or if he's a Chicago Cub as well. No, he's going to the Tigers. Stay tuned. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a great night. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. And go Sixers, kind of. They're going to lose tonight.